Chad got new batteries today, so we duct taped him into his chair for the final 45 minutes of the Gators and Chad show. Yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. Let's Steve Z in for the vacation and Gators. I don't even think that would hold him. No. I gotta be honest. Yeah. I'm excited. My point exactly. Big time. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. I'm following along. I mean, I know that a lot of people don't quite understand it, but Elon Musk today said, I'm going to push out why the the banning of, what was it called, the, the Hunter laptop thing happened. And they're doing a live tweet now and stuff, and they was releasing all the files. And I will say this, based on some of these files, there will be a lot of explaining due from the President of the United States on how he and his staff had tweets and people removed from Twitter that they didn't like. That is not a good thing if you're running for president and you have the power to censor and quiet people. You know why I haven't? You know how much I followed the Hunter Biden story? Absolutely zero. I just haven't. Yeah. It's not about I, the Hunter Biden story. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, 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 the, it's the censorship and the, the covering of the story during the election cycle. I, I get it. I understand sort of the importance to certain people. I've never thought that it impacted my life in any way. No. Well, I mean, That's no. Why because I you know why? It. Because uh, wait till they come and tell you you can't talk about something. Yeah, I get, I get the dangers. And that's of that. the the uh, that's that's the issue right there. Again, so much stuff, and again, you can only cover so much stuff. And did I think the Hunter Biden story itself was a major story? No. Do I think that uh, he courted favor by using his dad as like a leader? You know, a lost leader. Absolutely, because I would do the same thing. Nepotism, probably, yeah. Probably not as much cocaine as he did. I just want to say that. Yeah. that uh, how he's still alive is amazing. What he chose to do in his free time, whether he broke laws or did unethical things, it was never of concern to me because it doesn't affect me. Yeah. He's not the one in office. Yeah. Joe is the one in office. Now, I understand the tie to the father and uh, was you he know, making now, money now, because of his father. I get that. And if, and, if, and if dad is totally fine selling access to him, that's an issue I have. Sure. You know, but I understand that. The, the scary thing is, is if you're suppressing stuff like this and you said you weren't and then you came out and you said you did and imagine I, and I, I talked to, the, to, to Heidi and them out there. I said, imagine if we decided along with the, our rival station, you know, uh, and, and all the local TV stations that there was something that could hurt Hobbs and or something that could hurt, you know, uh, uh, Ducey, whichever side. And we decided we're all going to kill it. And anybody talks about it, we're going to gaslight them and tell them they're insane. And it's a lie. That's scary. Correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the reason that I didn't pay so much attention during the election cycle in 2020 to the Hunter Biden laptop thing was because of where the news was coming from. Because it came who, from got the post. His, who got his hands on the laptop first? Do you remember? Rudy. Well, no, it came from a guy had it and a he took it to the FBI. A random guy had it and then it ended up in Rudy yeah, but Giuliani's he took it to hands. A, he took it to the FBI and they didn't want anything to do with it. And I don't know if you remember, but Rudy yeah, no, Giuliani Rudy was, was not, not exactly yeah. a uh, good yeah. source of information. No, he at was the time. not. And still but probably is. Here's the thing. They apparently, according to this, and this is all inside stuff that the FBI and Twitter were going back and forth. They said, oh, yeah, we've had that since uh, December. But, uh, you know, even though it's real, we don't want anybody talking about it. That's not a good thing. That is not. And again, it's not about the Hunter thing. It's about the fact that you could have that kind of suppression over something 
That is not that is not we can't survive as a country if a free speech is challenged where you've got people coming in and cracking down and saying, don't allow somebody to talk. That's nuts. Well, the conversation got exacerbated, too, when during the pandemic, you had plenty of people who had their own opinions on science. Yeah. And I'm not trying to blame any individual here. I'm just saying, like, you know, you could believe one thing about science when somebody believes something else. But the fact is, science is science. But it's not. But the it's way, not anymore. But no, here's the thing. Science is science. Like, how is science science? Is a man a man and a woman a woman? Well, like, things are provable, right? Like, that's the idea of science, well, is that there are facts and then there are the opposite of facts. The, there are facts and then there are stuff that, you know, stuff... Who gets to decide what a fact is anymore? Well, that's the big thing. My truth is another one of those things. Well, and remember, too, uh, Donald Trump's first day in office after the inauguration where they pulled the whole alternative facts line. Yeah. Which, I, you know... I, at the time, we were all laughing about it. It's funny, but it kind of became the, the societal norm. Yeah, is people just come up with whatever really backs up my own argument. I'm because go everybody's in a in a, uh, a bubble now, and they're talking in this weird world where they're only talking to their own people. Uh, and for me, I like all. I look first of all, there's speech is speech. I think we should allow people to have speech. And if you have something that you think is wacky and crazy, and if you know, well, that could damage people. People, you, here's one thing: we need to stop being lazy. If you look at something and go, I don't think that's right, challenge your own ideas and thoughts every once in a while. Put them to the test. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe there's a second side to the story, which I think is needs to be talked about more. Uh, so it's very interesting, though. But it's kind of scary if you've got people that are going willing to do this in collusion with one another to try to stop something because of the stain of one man. Now, the other part of it, too, though, I mean, if you're talking about Twitter specifically, go back before Elon Musk took it over yeah. on his mission to do whatever. It, there was a common misconception about free speech that just because I have the freedom of speech, I can say whatever I want on Twitter. And that's not the case. No, it's not the case. Twitter is a company. They yeah. created the platform that you're speaking on. If they don't like what you say or they don't like that content or it breaks their rules, they deem that, yeah. that's up to them yeah. to make that decision. You are posting on their platform. But they own it, not you. But the issue was, even if it was true and certain groups didn't like it they would take it down if it was true but they had that right but well then you then you're not really interested in truth you're and interested that in that argument and, and, you can make and, yes. and so and and the whole thing is the other part of it is and just like with facebook like we got suspended my my national show got suspended because we posted an article from time magazine what was the article? Do you it remember? was a, 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 when Time talked about the fact that there was going to be an ice age. And they said this is factually false. Well, Time Magazine and scientists back then in the 80s believed there was going to be a massive ice age. That was the thing that was coming. And it's since changed. Because, did Time Magazine get suspended? Uh, like from Twitter? Like uh, you guys did for posting the article? No, we got suspended for 30 days because they said this, this is false. Wow. And, and we're like laughing. We're like, this is Time. This isn't us. This is Time. This is like your show account? Yeah. Oh, so we laughed. Weird. And, uh, but... It, the frustration level I think a lot of people have is the – and it's the same thing with whether you're trying to make money on YouTube or you're trying to do this, you're trying to do that. There's no transparency. You tell me I can't say this, so I don't say that. But then you suspend me for something else. That's the issue. Yeah, I get it. I totally get the argument. Yeah. 
But I, I also understand the misconception that I can go out and say whatever I want on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. And no, that's that's not the case. They no. own the platform that you're tweeting on. Absolutely. I got zero, they I have got discretion. zero problems with that. And if Elon Musk wants to allow everything, then allow everything. That's also his prerogative. But well, he owns it now. And there is no boardroom. There's nobody to answer to. And, you know, it may be. Well, he, by the way, Twitter's not going to look this way in a year from now. And it will still be here in a year from now. And he's not worried about making money on it. He had a bigger thing that he wanted to do. And he overpaid for this, as he readily admitted. But it is interesting. Again, in the scary part, take away the Hunter Biden thing. Imagine being suppressed in a way where you've got a bunch of people working against any administration. That is not good at all. Uh, coming up next, imagine that you're on a cruise ship having the time of your life. Oh, God, I would love that right and now. And you black out and you wake up in the ocean. Oh, I don't In drink. the middle of the ocean? Oh. It happened to one unlucky passenger. We'll tell you what happened to that guy next. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That's right. Imagine going out, join yourself in a little cruisy cruise. Next thing you know, you're overboard. Sweet mother of goodness. Floating around out there. And if you've never been on a cruise and you realize, oh my God, I can't see anything anywhere, you realize how tiny you are. Joining us now, Alex Stone, ABC News. So Alex, overboard he went. And by the grace of God and luck, because that's what ends up happening out there, uh, still alive. Yeah, you know, this story makes no sense, but there's no way. How would you have faked it? Yeah, he was a passenger on the Carnival Valor, and then Coast Guard found him 21 hours later, all alone out in the ocean, nothing uh, to hold on to. So, yeah, the uh, James Grimes, 28 years old, uh, telling his story now that we were amazed by it a week ago when we found out that the Coast Guard had rescued a guy who had been uh, gone overboard and was found 21 hours later, wanted to know what had gone on, and uh, he's telling us now telling us this. Was dead set on making it out of there, you know. I was never accepting that this is it. This is going to be the end of my life. All right, so it was Thanksgiving Eve. He's from Alabama. Uh, around 11 at night, he had been, uh, I don't want to shock you, on a carnival cruise, drinking at drinking the bar. Drinking on a carnival cruise, yeah. my God. He was uh, at the bar with his sister. Got a, He had just won the air guitar competition and got a free drink out of that as well. The unlimited drink package uh, had been uh, kind of flowing through the day. Got up to use the bathroom. Says he doesn't remember anything until uh, he woke up somehow floating in the water. I came to regain consciousness. I was in the water. Water with no boat in sight and i can't float myself even when i'm trying to so there had to be you know the lord was with me when i was out there because something was holding me up the whole time while i was passed out and so unconscious woke up in the water his sister went back to their stateroom that night uh, i likely thought well that's a little weird james isn't here but you know where's he gonna be so she went to bed she woke up the next day he wasn't there she alerted the crew they notified the coast guard he was in an area of the Gulf of Mexico, about 20 miles off the coast of Louisiana, known as a shark feeding ground in that area. Yeah. Says uh, he had one close encounter with something, doesn't know what it was. And it came up on me really quick. I went under, and I could see it. And it wasn't a shark, I don't believe, but it had more like a flat mouth. And it came up and bumped one of my legs, and I kicked it with the other leg. It scared me, not knowing what it was or 
at the time how big it was. All I could see was a fin. And guys, he tells us uh, he ate a stick that floated by that looked like bamboo to at least give him some flavor that wasn't salt water. Next night, cargo ship happens to go by, sees the lights of it, uses the last of his energy to swim to that cargo ship. They incredibly, I mean, when you've been on a cruise ship, you look out in the water, you don't see anything, but saw him vectored in the Coast Guard. And when that light finally hit me, somehow I heard we got him. And I seen a guy coming down from the helicopter, and it was coming towards me. You know, right then, I thought, man, this is, I, I see the light. When the rescue swimmer got to him, what did he tell him? He told him, hey, dude, I'm naked, just so you know. I, I don't have any clothes on. Well, the first thing I actually told him was, I don't have any clothes on. The rescue swimmer said, you're all right. Uh, we're still going to pull you out of here. And uh, this is the rescue swimmer. As I got to him, I shoved the rescue sling under his arms, and he collapsed into it. He, he had nothing left. Nothing left. James Grimes says that this has changed him, given him new purpose in life, opened his eyes on life. And uh, he says, hey, he only got one night out of the seven-night, six-night cruise uh, that he'll definitely go on a cruise again, wants to get the rest of his cruise in, that he'll go and do that again. He's going to stay away from the railings. I would suggest maybe the alcohol as well. Um, but uh, but he says he will be cruising again, and uh, no qualms about that. We're talking to Alex Stone from ABC News. Uh, it sounds like that movie uh, Life of Pi to me. Yeah. Was, I don't think it was it was yeah. a cruise of any sort, but no. the kid basically survived on a boat with a tiger for like, I don't know, days, weeks, whatever it was. Alex, I think the scariest part for me is that if you go on a cruise and you fall off, whether you're inebriated or not, nobody knows in no, the moment, nobody, right? Well, I mean, sometimes they happen to see it on a camera, but uh, not this one. Nobody knows. The cruise ship just keeps going. And uh, look, it is, if you've been on a cruise, it's hard to go overboard. You don't just go, oh, whoops, how did that happen? That uh, who knows how he ended up overboard on this one. Yeah, and lucky he didn't slam into a railing below, into a lifeboat. Most of those decks, you look down, there's things below you. But somehow, wherever he went, uh, he went into the water and the impact impact of falling off of a giant structure and hitting the water didn't kill him and that sharks didn't eat him get overtaken by waves and uh when the coast guard moved in their helicopter they had video rolling and he was going under the waves and his hands barely above the water and come up breathe and another wave would overtake him somehow he did that for 21 hours crazy crazy indeed alex stone abc news thanks so much brother you have a good weekend we'll talk to you next week you got it later guys all right something to consider the next time that you're on a cruise ship coming up next Story time on the Gatos and Chad show. We've given you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week. So coming up next, we'll share something from our personal lives. It's story time on the Gatos and Chad show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. Ah, oh, kids, we do it every single week. A little story time for you. We talk a little bit about our lives and what's going on. Uh, Gatos isn't here this week. Steve Zinsmeister in from Gatos back next week. Hello, Chad. I will start first. Uh, it's my anniversary this weekend. My, my beautiful oh. bride and I. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about what that. What number is this? Uh, we're going on uh, year number three. Uh, we've been together for a while, but this is year number three of us being married, and it's awesome. Congrats, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was, uh, it was, it's neat, too, because it's also the anniversary of our first date. Oh. So we're going to... Uh, you got married on your first date? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to uh, do something Bold fun strategy. this weekend, but kind of relaxing as much as possible because, uh, you know... So what do you, wait, what do you do? 
Well, we're going to go out and have a nice meal and stuff. You know, the thing is, we have Charlie. and Four-year-old. Yeah, our babysitters. uh, We don't really leave one of the girls just yet because uh, Charlie's Charlie. We mostly fear what Charlie would do to them, not vice versa. Right. Uh, So we're probably going to go out and have a nice dinner. But it's just, it's awesome. I've been very blessed, you know, since I've come out here and being with her. And it's just, it's it's incredible. She's amazing. And she's always like, she's always saying stuff like, I don't know why he shows us and stuff. And I'm like, you kidding? The two best stepdaughters in the world. My, My son lives for her sis, his sisters and his little sister Charlie she's given me the the one of the greatest things in the world which is besides her love she gave me my incredible daughter and, and we have so much fun and it's just and she allows me to be wacky and she doesn't dislike my animals I gotta tell you something there's something to be said for that kid all right those animals they're everywhere for me. I love them. Uh, it was kind of always my jam. I didn't have kids until I was 40. So having, you know, somebody who's like, who also loves them as much as I do is amazing. So I love you, baby. And we're going to have some fun this weekend. This is story time with the Gators and Chad show. Gators not here. Uh, Steve Zinsmeister will fill in this week. All right. Talk to me, baby. Well, so I was thinking this week about a lot of the election stuff we've been talking about. It's kind of coming to a conclusion on Monday, hopefully. Uh, and I was thinking about the biggest concerns that Republicans have had, the election deniers, the the, the not just Republicans, but like the election denial yeah. Republicans who have been worried about the printer issues that have happened in Maricopa County. And I thought of an equivalency in my head. You tell me if this is fair or unfair. Okay. When I was a freshman in college, I had an English paper that was due. Now, I went to college in a time when, you know, you turn everything on online, like you turn it in at night, like the deadline is midnight. It's like a 10 page okay. paper. I've had weeks to do it. And I chose to wait until Friday night at midnight when it was due. And I finish it finally okay. at like 1155 and I go to turn it in and it's 58 and I try to turn it in and the website's not working. And I try again at 1159 and the website's not working. And I try again and it's midnight now closed. Didn't get the paper in. And I asked the professor the next, you know, the next day, I'm trying not to worry about it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is college. Like, they don't go yeah. easy on you like they do in high school, you know. And the professor said, no, you, you didn't get it in on time. Sorry that there were that there were so many people on at midnight trying to get it on. But if the system crashes, that's not my fault. Yeah, that's true. And I remember I did end up getting to turn it in late. And so I got a did, lot of points off. Oh, I was going to say they deducted points. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. Big time. And I, oh, man, it was a good paper. Let me tell you. But. I remember thinking to myself, that's kind of what happened, right? Like there were printer issues. There's no doubt about it that things should have been checked, double checked, triple checked the day before the election. And that printer issue persisted and people had to put their ballots aside and basically be told, we'll count those later. We'll get to it. Just we're putting you at the back of the line. And I kind of thought, like, this is kind of like my paper. Like, I, at the time, I was complaining. It's not my fault that the website went down. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it wasn't the school's fault either. It's not either. the school's fault either. The reality is everybody should have a chance to vote. And if things didn't work and you only set aside a certain amount of time, let's be real, voting is only one day. Uh, if we didn't offer the opportunity to leave it there or to mail it in, people would be very frustrated the big, anymore. The big difference in my analogy is that we didn't go around telling all of the students, hey, make sure you wait until midnight. Yeah, because that's, that's what truth. Republicans did for two years. <laughs> they went around and said, hey, make sure you wait until election day, turn your paper in at midnight, and let's crash the system. Remember, Mark Fincham said that just before election day. That's right. Try to go as late as possible so that the system is overwhelmed. And then when the system was overwhelmed, 
They complained that it was overwhelmed. Yeah, they complained. Well, it so started, it started analogy, out bad, but, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Again, it was not. It's not their fault. In some ways, you had chances and many chances, and you still had chances while you were there to drop it off. You chose not to, and that's a you problem. And that's why I dropped out of college. No, I'm just kidding. That, that is was, exactly that's why not the ending of that. Story. He dropped out of college. <laughs> uh, Steve Zinsmeister in for Gato. Solid fun show today, as always. We'll do it again on Monday. Well, it's going to be who knows who's here with me Monday because Gato's isn't back till Tuesday. Thanks so much, brother, and I will see you over the weekend. Have a great anniversary. Chad. Will do. Later.